comes ahead, back and forth with Pacioretty. Now Stevenson kicks it in, it will count. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the draw, Nicholas Haig rifles it home. One-time shot from Haig, Vegas ties it 3-3. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Wallace Millard, Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet, on the 215, home of the... We got a busy one for you today. We're going to have some fun. A little reminiscing about Halloween and uh, what we all experienced uh, during the course of the weekend. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights in Toronto. They have their Canadian citizenship after being there for a couple of days. They'll finally play the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, tomorrow night, starting a four-game road trip. We'll look ahead to that. The HSK Roundup with... Brian McCormick, uh, great news is that Gage Quinney was back on the ice and in the lineup this weekend. Uh, so uh, an update on the uh, the home front uh, when it comes to the SIB in the HSK. We'll also give, us, uh, give you our ratings for last uh, Friday's game. And uh, we'll get into one-timers. And there's a lot of uh, happenings around the National Hockey League, including a change of scenery for one of the most impactful players that uh, the Montreal Canadiens leaned on in last year's Final Four series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, It's been a rough ride to his inaugural regular season for Cole Caulfield. But uh, this is a a scenario where the Golden Knights, gentlemen, and this is your segment, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we open it up to you to 702-876-1340, whatever you want to talk about. And it's a much different feel this Monday compared to last Monday, even though there's some injury news to uh, to bring up to a uh, date on and some, some reports out there. But, hey, a, a week ago, it was despair and looking around going, is this really happening? And now the Vegas Golden Knights about to embark on this four-game road trip on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, for the Golden Knights, it was a huge week, right? It's three games, three wins, 500, which is about where they needed to be without Pacioretty and Stone. Then you throw in all the other injuries that the Golden Knights have gone through over the last seven games. It's a really good spot for Vegas to be right now where they are 4-4 four and four, embarking on this four-game road trip. Just the, the feeling of uh, weightlessness. On your shoulders, you must feel like you can just do shrugs, anything right now. You're not hunched over, carrying around that burden anymore of the one and four start, 500 on the road. It is one of the best. I'm I'm going to nominate the entire Vegas Golden Knights locker room for the Masterton Award for perseverance and dedication to hockey because of what I've seen. It's It's been quite wow. impressive, Ryan. No, I, I, I'm not taking that taking that away from them. I, I mean, look at, listen, you, you have three games. You win three very different ways. There are a lot of positives to pull out of this week for the Golden Knights. And uh, to be quite frank, all that mattered this week was the results. And the results were in for the Golden Knights. They moved in that direction, the right direction. And, you know, again, four and four. After after starting the week one and four on the year, I don't think anybody really had that drawn up. 
but the Golden Knights got there. Now it's about continuing with this three-game win streak, this positive momentum, and moving it in the right direction because that's really what the Golden Knights have to do. Mike, Stephen, Stephanie, uh, welcome to the program. We'll get to you in just a second, but there is a report out there regarding an injury, Ryan. Yeah, it was reported earlier today, uh, Simbin.Vegas was first on it, that William Carlson would be out for uh, a a period of time, a chunk of time with a lower body injury than Jesse Granger with The Athletic reported that it's a broken foot for William Carlson out six weeks for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll wait for confirmation on that tomorrow, uh, whether it's uh, the actual... uh injury to the foot or the timeline, but uh, six weeks does go with a broken foot. Uh, that's uh, not great news. It uh, kind of falls in uh, into path with the what we've witnessed uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, may be without William Carlson for upwards of a month and a half. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Four and four Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's uh, bring in Mike. How different do you feel today compared to a week ago, pal? Well, I'd feel better, but I would sure like it if William Carlson were healthy. Yeah, uh, it, This next man up thing is getting old. And I went to the Silver Knights game on Friday, and there really isn't anyone we can take from that depleted roster down there. It just They're, they're uh, picked over, and Logan Thompson was the star of that game, really. So you have to do it with uh, smoke and mirrors for a minute. And you, you, I listened to a Toronto podcast today. They, too, are very upset with the way their team is playing in terms of killer instinct. They didn't beat Detroit handily. They won 5-4 to four on Saturday at home. So we kind of come off the same kind of game against Anaheim. The thing that, that I wanted to address, really, is Jack Eichel. I'm just fed up with the, the very mention of his name. But here's what I want to know. And maybe you can help me since the rumor mill continues to bubble over. If we've been talking about him since August, and he is a soon-to-have injury uh, surgery, when is that going to happen? It's November now, and how long will he be out now if he has the surgery? Well, Ryan and I talked about it. If he was going to have the disc replacement surgery. There's a five- to six-month recovery in that range, but it's never been done on a hockey player, so it might be less to make uh, to be able to play. It might be more uh, before you're able to play as a hockey player. Uh, but November was kind of the window uh, that we had to be in the lineup during the regular season. That said, Ryan, if, mm-hmm. if you acquired him and you didn't necessarily need him for the regular season and you were up against it for the cap, it could be like a Kucherov situation where uh, there's no cap in the, in the playoffs and he's ready to go. But the, the hiccup with that is he hasn't played in a really long time. <laughs> and not, not only that, but if you go the Kucherov route and LTIR Jack Eichel for the rest of the regular season, whoever he, whatever team he ends up going to, Asking a lot of a player that is coming to a new team with a new system with new teammates and who hasn't played a game in 15 months coming off of a major, major surgery. So um, I feel like that's not really the ideal move for Jack. Jack Eichel gets traded and he goes to a team that allows him to have the surgery, which I would imagine they would since they're trading for the asset and that's what the asset wants. Um, I would imagine that Jack wants to get into some regular season games, especially if it's going to end up being a team that makes the playoffs, because also 
put tack this on at the end of the at, at the end of the tagline, it would be Jack Eichel's first NHL playoff game too. So you're putting a, a player in a really really tough spot. Uh, for what would eventually be his first game for his new franchise and a franchise that he's going to be with for a long time after that. I hope that answers your questions, uh, Mike, uh, when it comes to Jack Eichel. Just uh, tag on the end of that before we get to Steven. There's only one optimal situation for Jack Eichel, and that mm-hmm. is for him to have the disc yeah. replacement <laughs> surgery. That's, that's all he wants. That's all he uh, has really desired. The rest of it, uh, he's just going to have to roll with the punches uh, through all this. Uh, Stephen, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we today? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, I'd be a little bit better if I didn't wake up uh, about 20 minutes ago specifically to call in and you guys ruined my morning with this William Carlson news. Um, <laughs> can't anyone on this team just stay healthy? Like, honestly, it's... It's really, really ridiculous. Um, no, I, I thought I'd call in and um, have a little bit of a victory lap. You see, I, I believe last week I was the only one who called in and was being positive and that look, the injuries were bad, but the things will be fine and things will get better. And suddenly, what do you know? Four and four. They're at 500. The, the team's back on the right track. You know, it's all about that power of positivity. Um and looking at this upcoming road trip, it's, um, you know, there's certainly some winnable games in there. Like Montreal, definitely winnable. Um, Toronto is definitely winnable. You know, Ottawa, again, also winnable. Detroit, Detroit's actually surprised me so far this Detroit's year. Like, well. They've actually performed a lot better than I expected. So that, that could be a harder game. Um, I think if you can get six points out of these four games, I'd say that's a successful road trip. Oh, Steven, given Steven, who Steven, you're Steven, and where you have to go. If you get six points out of this, you're like you're hiding in case somebody's going to try and track you down and take them away from you. And and uh, you're, like, you're 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 giddier than giddy is. You know, and like if you can get those points out, take five. Like if you can come out with more than you know four points of this, you're laughing. And that's going into a six-game homestand. So you're going to have home ice advantage for the next six games after that. Like, you could not ask for a better way to set up your return, like the Vegas return, to getting back on track this season. Like, last week I said, what was it? It was 40, 35, and 7. 87 points should be enough to get you to the playoffs. Well, they're back on track to do that. They're back on track to get to 50 wins. So you've just got to keep that going. Just keep the power of positivity going. I know the power play sucks, fans, but come on, just try to stay positive on this. Seriously. It will do. Vegas is a good team, and it will balance out by the end of the season. I can guarantee it. Thank you, Stephen. You open up the border uh, in Australia. Uh, travels uh, commenced again, uh, and he is like he is full of just uh, good, positive vibes. A couple of lines open now, 702-876-1340. See, Wallace, uh, I-, I believe Stephen balances out your uh, moroseness during the course of the day. I think that's a good combination when Steven calls in. Am I am I overly morose on this program? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I disagree with that. Like in real life, general generally speaking, yeah, I, I would I would argue that's correct. But on this program, I I don't view myself as the the grumpy morose guy. I I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I am. It's possible. Give us a call, let me know. 702-876-1340. Let's go to Stephanie uh, on line 3. Welcome to the VGK Insider show. Uh how do you feel today compared to last week? 
Uh, well, I, you know, I said last week I wasn't going to panic or anything, and I'm glad I didn't because I feel much better. Not happy to hear about William Carlson getting his uh, foot broken, I guess. And um, that made me wonder um, if that changes how you guys look at the end of the game against the Ducks, knowing that that happened sometime during that period. It uh, doesn't change period. the way I look at it. Uh, when I reflect on the game against the Ducks, even though they blew the Ducks away for the first half and came dangerously close to uh, letting a point get away from them, the idea that Robin Leonard wins in a shootout carries so much weight and positiveness in my world that it doesn't, like everything else is just chatter. You know, I actually, when I called into the post-game show, I said that, that I was really glad that Robin Leonard was mm. able to pull a shootout, a shootout win off of that because it, it gives him and the team a lot of, like, yeah, see, you know, you can trout out all these, you know, statistics, but always really bad in the shootout. But he let in one goal, which is definitely not unheard of for most goalies in a shootout. So that was uh, really good. And uh, I have to agree with Ryan. I don't think he's super morose during the show, Darren. No moroseness? No, I don't think so. Ryan, you have your supporters. I, I give you credit. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Have a great week. Enjoy the games. Uh, Toronto, uh, Ottawa, Montreal, and Detroit. And the last time the team went through and played uh, the Ottawa Senators, remember William Carlson got hurt then, too? So maybe it's just something about this trip uh, that's got them all, all fum- fumbled up. But uh, that's twice you forgot to... No, I, well, I don't know. You know, I don't want to cut people off too soon because they may come back and have something else to say. But so they just stay up there until. Well, yeah, because I mean, Stephanie likes to talk sometimes, and and Mike will talk to you guys as well. So you know, I, I feel like these are our loyal listeners, so we give them an opportunity to go back and forth with you two maroons. And what uh, game were you playing on your phone? I'm not. No, I'm not playing a game. I was reading whole, Twitter. Oh, but, see, there was something going well, on. Yeah, I but, could but, tell there was something and, going and for on. The, for the record, Ryan is. Definitely not morose. He is definitely not the grumpy <laughs> yeah. guy. He is he is a realist and he doesn't get overexcited. And I I, I mean I, I like it because you are you Darren is like Mr. Happy all the time and Mr. The sun came out today and although it's cloudy now, but it still came out this morning and and Ryan is more like even keeled. He he's he brings the sanity to the There's... show because because I'm completely out of my mind half the time and Darren is happy and Ryan is kind of like that balance between Goofy Chapman and Goofy Darren. 702-876-1340, the number to call, Ryan. There's no emotion here with me. Like, I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. I'll just be right in the middle for everybody. It'll That's be where fun. I get the morose line from. That's not morose at all. But That, that doesn't mean morose in any way, shape, or form. Then then you got Chapman who uses the example the sun comes out uh, and, and he quickly corrects himself that it's, uh, that it's cloudy. Uh, three wins in a row. Like, that's, that is so good, but it's how they made those wins happen. Like, the, the, the great performance against Denver, which probably wall-to-wall was their best performance of the year. Uh, the The withstanding the pressure of the Dallas Stars and then finding a way to close one out when it could have been really uh, wild and disappointing with the uh, with the game against the Anaheim Ducks, letting that 4-1 lead get away. Yeah, it's all adversity that the Golden Knights have been facing. And, and you, you know, it, it, 
extends beyond the injuries too. You look at each individual game on its own. It it's going to Colorado and facing a team that that last year the the meetings between the two clubs were so emotional and the Golden Knights triumph there at the end against Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs and it was a continuation of that for the Golden Knights undermanned to go in there and do what they've done to Colorado in the present moment. They did that. They accomplished that. And then you look at the adversity of the Dallas game where you know, not really anything was going right for the Golden Knights for a long portion of that game until it did, and the Golden Knights find a way to win there. And then it's the adversity of being up 4-1 to one against uh, an Anaheim Ducks team that the Golden Knights have owned historically, and that lead evaporating but still digging down deep, finding a way to get it done in the shootout. I, you look at the Golden Knights this week, adversity faced, adversity challenged, uh, challenged and they they came out on the other side that's a a big big step in the right direction for this club six points in a row uh, and consider that you're competing against the likes of the Edmonton Oilers who are off to a fantastic start and the Calgary Flames who have surprised everybody Uh, that's uh, that's huge Uh, JR welcome to the VGK Insider Show Darren Ryan how you guys doing good what's happening hey so you know I hear a lot of people right now I, I just tuned in about 12 minutes ago and a lot of gloom and doom, and I think this could possibly be the best thing to happen for the Knights for two reasons. One, I'm sure you've already touched on it with the LTIR stuff with Eichel. Uh, this moves William Carlson to LTIR, I assume, opens up that, that cap space that if we were to make a deal and it would be something like Tuck and Krebs and uh, a pick or something, we can still fit Eichel into the cap before we move him into LTIR. So we don't have to move a Smith. We don't have to move a, a dad and off. Jerry, you just you just cut out there. You want to finish that last thought again? Uh, just that you know, William Carlson going to the LTIR frees up the extra room to put Eichel there if we do in fact get him. So we don't have to move around a guy like Smith or Dadnoff or um, anybody else. And, you know, uh, Theodore's name has been pushed around because we need to clear money to get Eichel. Just just um, to that point though. It, when Carlson comes back in six weeks, as the report is right now, uh, waiting uh, for tomorrow morning for the team to to confirm what's uh, been out there. But what do you do then? Well, you have the Eichel money on the long-term IR then. Okay. So now, so now you have that covered. And and let's be honest, the way this team's moving right now, who's to say that anybody else isn't going to get in? <laughs> um, you can't come on but, here and say that there's but, doom and gloom, and you're positive, and then you finish but, with that. No, I'm still positive about it. Because, you know, and Ryan and I have talked offline about this, but now you've got uh, situations where you have William Carrier playing top six minutes. You've got guys who are maybe proved yourself through. Maybe you need to have uh, that $2 million contract, that $1.7 million contract. So I think Carrier is 1.7, Neon Mark's 2 on a short-term deal. He only has this year before he's a UFA again. Now you have these guys who have chance to get top six minutes. Now you can maybe roll these guys for a pick, clear up some room, so you can keep a Riley Smith on your roster for long-term uh, throughout the season. If, if he does come back, and you do, in fact, get Eichel, and he does come back, and you need to have, have that room cleared. Jared, now they're going to prove themselves. So are, are you for or against uh, the Jack Eichel acquisition? Hey, Brian, what's my answer on this one? Uh, he's for it. <laughs> okay, he's for it. Uh, <laughs> Very much for it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, JR, I love all the numbers. Uh, you, you've, you've crunched it down. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, what do you think they go on the road trip now? There's four games, three of them against teams that I didn't expect to make the playoffs. Uh, what's your, and uh, oddly enough, one of the teams that uh, I didn't think would make the playoffs is in, in Detroit. Uh, where do you think they go when they return home? Listen, you know, it's, 
the early games, right? Every point matters when it comes down to the end of the season. But as long as you survive, if you go 500 on this, yeah. who cares? And you're, 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 there's two scenarios here. We win the Cup or we don't win the Cup. Is the team that we have on the ice right now a team that can win the Cup? With all these injuries, absolutely not. So if we're focusing up on, on one thing or another, it's, hey, let's survive right now. Let's survive until we get our guys back. Or let's see if we're not going to survive and let's go get Eichel, a generational player, and worry about next year or maybe get that last playoff spot in the uh, Pacific and make a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning-like run uh, where they, I believe they were third last year in their uh, kind of weird division that they had. Uh, and we could do the same thing and have a Kucherov-type effect, get everybody healthy, and really make a run with uh, a team who's motivated and uh, people are doubting them. And, and having a guy like Eichel uh, lead that charge who can finish. A definitive vote for Jack Eichel. Thanks, JR. Have a great week, pal. <laughs> you too, boys. Uh, JR joining us on the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, 702 876 1340. A couple of lines open right now with uh, a little bit of time left in this window on the 4 o'clock Monday. Chapman. So Mike called back. Oh, yeah? And uh, he, he apologized for hanging up. And uh, he, he also said that <laughs> Ryan is a rock. And Darren is very Pollyannish. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't mind being Pollyannish. Yeah. Pollyanna. That's what we should change your name to. Polly? Pollyanna. Polly. A uh, little Rocky reference there. Yeah. Brother Polly. And he. And no, so not, he, not Polly. He, Polly. He, he apologized for hanging up. Yes. Yeah. I told him it was okay. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It is okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I said. Have I you said. hung up? Have you, have you let JR go yet? Yeah, yeah. He's or gone. Is he, is, yeah. Is he nope. still there? Nope. He's gone. Yeah, no JR. <laughs> Give us a shout. Uh, Let us know where your thoughts are on the Vegas Golden Knights balancing a three-game winning streak and a road trip that would make your eyes light up if you had a healthy team, but is countered by, how about this list now? Yanmark, White Cloud, Patrick, Pacioretty, Stone, Carlson, and Tuck. All uh, out of the lineup right now. Yeah, I'll be morose here for a minute. Mm -hmm. That's not good. That's not particularly good when you've got that many guys out of the lineup. That being said, um, nothing changes in my book when it comes to the Golden Knights and what they have to do right now. Without Stone, without Pacioretty, now especially without William Carlson, 500 is where you want to be. That's the benchmark you're looking for for the Vegas Golden Knights over the course of the next four to five weeks. Four to five being you kind of expect Pacioretty's sort of in that window. Carlson about six weeks as as we await confirmation from the team. But you're looking at the next month and a half for the Golden Knights to just kind of be at or around maybe slightly better here and there than 500. And if they can do that, they'll be in good shape. So nothing changes for me. You look at this road trip, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and Detroit. Um, you know, Stephen mentioned winnable games. There are certainly winnable games for this Golden Knights team on this road trip. Um, you just got to go out and get it done. You got to find a way to get four points out of eight on this road trip. That's what the Golden Knights are, are focused in on and needing to do. Now, one thing that uh, we we haven't really touched on too much was the the shootout on the offensive side of the shootout on Friday night. There are some gamers going in that and and putting it home. So, okay, you're you're one hundred percent correct. Like, first of all, the Golden Knights scored four goals in regulation. Like that is is something to really bring 
um, some positivity to your room because a lot of the questions surrounding this team were where's the offense going to be coming from? Well, the Golden Knights were able to put four on. You get a goal from Will Carrier. You're starting to feel pretty good about your offensive game and, and really defense feeding your offense. And you did it against John Gibson, one of the better goaltenders in this league. Now, you also look at the fact that in the shootout, you get a, a phenomenal goal from Nick Waugh, right? And it had to be a goal. Like, Waugh had all the pressure of the game mm-hmm. on his stick, and he delivered. And then it's just Evgeny Dodonov, who's getting more and more comfortable, and you could see the offensive instincts on his shootout winner. So I'm with you. From a, from a production standpoint, the Golden Knights are moving in the right direction. What do you think happens to Chapman if he's skating, like there's nobody else on the ice, Chapman comes mm-hmm. down, and he lifts his leg as high as Nick Waugh did on that fake in the shootout with a big motorcycle kick? Yeah, he goes straight down on his face. <laughs> I think he might tip over to the side. And, and pull multiple <laughs> muscles in the process. That was a well, huge kick by Waugh. There's, there's only so much... Chapman will be able to lift his leg in that situation. He's not he's not Nick Waugh, and there's a lot of flexibility involved in being a professional hockey player, but um, I, I do think that Chapman falls and doesn't get the fake that Nick Waugh was able to achieve with the move. I'll go a step further. I could go out into the hallway here at, uh, at Fox Sports Las Vegas and try it, and I might fall down. Or Probably. I may have trouble getting my, my leg to raise that high because of my hip. But that that was a huge performance, like converting it. But also, Nick Waugh has become kind of sneaky really good at the shootout. He's He's got great hands. Like, we, we've talked about Nick Waugh and his offensive game and, you know, maybe that being a little bit underrated just simply because the production hasn't been there. But, you know, you're you're going to lean heavily on him right now, right? Like, you, you don't have William Carlson in the lineup, so – someone's going to, I would assume, someone's going to have to move up to play with Marcia So and Smith. And for my money, that should be Nick Waugh based on what he's been able to do over the last couple of games. Uh, we don't have a show tomorrow because the early start time, the VGK pregame show will be from 3 to 4 tomorrow afternoon. Uh, puck drop with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless just after 4 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Radio Network. So what we'll do is something that we would normally talk about tomorrow. We'll squeeze into hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, and that's just how the lines might look tomorrow with this news that uh, the Golden Knights could be without Eric Carlson or William Carlson uh, for just a, a little bit. So we'll get into that in uh, hour number two. We've got our play of the day coming up. Is it going to be a save in the shootout by Robin Leonard? Is it going to be a goal? I still think William Carrier's goal was so awesome, given that he had to be helped off the ice uh, two nights earlier. Or is it one of the shootout goals like uh, like Nick Waugh or Jenny Dodonov? Uh, I'm really curious to see what the, the judges have uh, gone with in the play of the day. But up next, Brian McCormick uh, checks in. If these injuries keep happening, they're going to have to go deeper and deeper into the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. We'll get an update from Brian McCormick on what's happening on that front. Uh, Homings Henderson, and uh, there's plenty of hockey being uh, played with the Henderson Silver Knights coming off a weekend double bill it's the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas stay with us we're back to the vegas golden knights insider show on fox sports las vegas 98.9 fm and 1340 a.m 
It's Monday. It means the opening segment belongs to you. It also translates into the three stars of the week. We'll tell you all about that uh, from the National Hockey League in just a little bit. Uh, a major part of the Montreal Canadiens run to the Stanley Cup final has been sent to the minors and a huge contract handed out by the New York Rangers. Uh, a whole bunch of coming up in the one-timer segment in hour number two. But right now, let's uh, slide over to our friend uh, Brian McCormick, who's... Uh, on the phone with us, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. How are how's our correspondent Allie McCormick doing? Uh, she's doing very well, but she made sure that she was across town, far away from me for this hit today. <laughs> she, she did so well in her first one; she didn't want to mess it up with a an encore performance. So she's she's nowhere near me, unfortunately. I can't help you. So one and done. Like she just pops in, gives us the info, and then uh, ghosts us. You know what? When you bat a thousand, don't don't pick up a bat again. <laughs> Uh, what, what's happening uh, around the HSK? We, another injury reported today with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, any any roster news regarding shuffling up and down? Nothing that I've been informed okay. of just yet. But of course, there's been so much shuffling up and down of late. But uh, as of today, uh, everyone who was uh, on the roster over the weekend remained so uh, and took part in practice. Uh, you know, the funny thing with the, with the shuffling, we've said over and over how much opportunity that creates for players to, uh, you know, perhaps get a chance in a role they don't ordinarily have. Uh, it also gives guys a chance to, to come in and fill roster spots. And uh, Colt Conrad was signed to a PTO this weekend, made his uh, HSK debut on uh, Saturday, and he had a two-assist game. So as much as the roster shuffling, uh, I'm sure, gives – Tim Spelt and Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, a heck of a lot to do. For, for some players, it's, it's worked out to their advantage in the first few weeks of the season. Brian McCormick with the HSK, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, Have, have they backfilled with PTOs, or has there been some call-ups from players from uh, from Fort Wayne? You know, to this point, it's been mostly PTOs. It's it's honestly because there was such a uh, a roster strain on both the NHL and the AHL side from the outset of training camp. Right, they had to kind of prepare for this from the get go. So, uh, Tyler Bush was on a PTO for the first two weeks of the season. He went uh, back to uh, Fort Wayne last week, uh, and you know, there's still several PTOs still with the the Silver Knights. So. Uh, yes, it's been a lot of PTOs rather than traditional call-up send-down situations, but that's because a lot of the bodies that they brought in uh, for training camp to to alleviate some of that stress, well, the, the roster stress hasn't gone away, and they've they've stayed involved, and that's why guys like you know Brandon Hickey, who were brought in at the very end of training camp, you know they're they're still uh, Brandon Hickey wasn't in the lineup on Saturday, but the point is they've still been getting regular regular turns through the first couple weeks of the season. So, you know, for, for that reason, players getting an opportunity uh, to be a part of the HSK in the early going, a lot of them have made very good cases for themselves. But uh, there, there hasn't been a, a need for a, a call-up just yet because the guys were here already. Ryan, I want to get you in here, but first uh, tell everybody, because I'm a bad, bad host uh, in Millard uh, using all this lingo, PTO. Uh, tell everybody what a PTO <laughs> is and, uh, and how it works. Yeah, so a PTO is a professional tryout agreement. Uh, and sh- shame on me that I could give you the, the actual technicalities of how many days a player can be on a PTO before you have to sign them to something more. But, you know, essentially it's just an opportunity for a team to – I will use call-up for, for the lack of a better word, but right. bring up a player from the ECHL. Uh, that isn't necessarily under NHL or AHL contract with you. So it's kind of like going outside for a call-up, 
Uh, and the reason these players were on PTO is that, you know, there's a couple of players who were on, we mentioned Tyler Bush. He was on a PTO and then released from it and went to Fort Wayne. Um, but at the time that he was brought into HSK camp, Fort Wayne hadn't started their season yet. They didn't have a roster, so you can't call someone up from a roster that doesn't exist. Uh, this is my uh, explanation of it. I'm sure that if you had someone with a corner office, they could give you a better one. Um, but then that's why you know you, there were a lot more PTO situations during training camp, and that's because the season hasn't gotten underway yet. So if they were going to call someone up who was under AHL contract, then they could just straight up call them up because they'd already be under a deal with the Silver Knights. Otherwise, if you're taking someone up who doesn't have one uh, a contract with you, then you do an professional tryout agreement, and there's certain rules for how many days that person can be with you on that before you need to sign them to something a little bit more firm. So. That's, yeah. that's the, the layman's explanation you, I can give. You nailed it. It's uh, just it's twenty five games is is the limit, Thank the you. maximum Thank number you. that you can ever go. But uh, but rarely, uh, if, if you get to twenty five games and you're still not sure, uh, both sides are looking, going, oh, we we're probably going to move on uh, from 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 this one. Uh, Brian McCormick's <laughs> with us from the Henderson Silver Knights, Ryan. You know, it, what's interesting to me is you, you talk about kind of the the opportunity for for guys that are on PTOs, but but also there's opportunity for guys that are, are you know members of this Henderson Silver Knights team that are looking to take the next step that are playing with different with different pairs with different players on the ice and and really trying to put their best foot forward in a unique situation where there's not really much continuity who stood out to you uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights in, in kind of dealing with these these injuries and really making the most of their opportunities um, with within this this weird spot for for both Henderson and Vegas. Yeah, you know, I, I think the uh, the the area of strain in particular where people have really been forced to step up has been down the middle, right? Because uh, for the HSK, Peyton Krebs has gone up, Jake Lecision has gone up, Jonas Rombjerg has been up a couple of times, so. You know, it's been a, a test of center depth for the Silver Knights for sure, and uh, I think Ben Jones has been phenomenal in the first month of the season, and he's he's been brought up by the coaching staff as well on a couple of occasions. Ben Jones, particularly the Abbotsford weekend, uh, just outstanding and absolutely everywhere, uh, and doing so in a scenario where he's been asked to to pretty much double and triple shift, which he probably hasn't been asked to do since he was a 19-year-old in the OHL. Uh, and Paul Cotter, you can give the similar accolades to. Those two were playing pretty much every other shift in all in all situations. PK power play, they were out there all the time. And I said to Ben, I said, you know, I, I wonder for the, I don't want to call it a blue-collar game because he has skill, but he definitely does have a, a bit of a hard-nosed game. And I said, is it almost easier to get into a rhythm when you're out there all the time because you're kind of just throwing yourself at it, you know? And he says, you know, not that uh, you know you love playing 25 plus minutes a night and you hate it simultaneously, but he said actually, I'm paraphrasing of course, but he said it's actually been good. It's kind of easy to find a rhythm and to, to keep that downhill going, you know, when you're out there again and again. So uh, they were already thought highly of. They did, but they've done a very, very good job in, in expanded service uh, and it's going to make them more useful in their more traditional roles when when the roster allows things to revert back that way. And another thing I'd say, Ryan, is that. It also allows the, the experimentation for the coaching staff as well. Usually in the preseason, we see, okay, let's get a look at this combination or that combination because it's preseason. Well, it almost leaked into the regular season because you had different configurations. You're like, okay, so-and-so's going to get power play time. Let's see what he does. And one look that I saw this weekend that I thought was really fascinating, I meant to ask Manny Viveros about it today, and shame on me, I forgot to. I'm going to try to remember for tomorrow. 
Um, we see four forward power play looks all the time. One D-man to the quarterback and then four forwards, and then the second unit usually maybe a little bit more uh, conventional on the power play. You might get two defensemen on that. The Silver Knights' second power play unit this weekend had three defensemen on it. It had Caden Korzak, it had Derek Pouliot, and it had Peter Dillibratori, who also played forward on Saturday. But even on Friday, it was a three-defenseman look. And I thought that was fascinating. I hadn't seen that before. So I'm going to ask about that. Um, but, again, it just shows that when you're dealing with a little bit of a roster shuffle, you get creative on both sides of the bench. And uh, the Silver Knights have been doing a little bit of, of, uh, of that. Can you send me a text when you get that answer? Because I'd love to know uh, the thought process behind it. I'll ask him on tape, and I'll get you the oh. video, and I'll see what he says. But uh, <laughs> it works, too. It's obviously, you've got offensive-minded defensemen, so as long yeah. as people are comfortable in the position you're putting them, is it a big deal whether it's a defenseman or a forward on the top of the left circle as long as he can shoot the puck? It really probably doesn't matter. But I've never seen it utilized that way before, and I thought that was fascinating. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what I, can, what I can learn. Well, you know defensemen are thinking, hey, if, if they're going to trust somebody to walk the line, a forward to walk the line on the power play, I can go down low. Like, give, right. give me a break. That, that's exactly what they're what they're saying. Hey, uh, Gage Quinney, uh, he was back this weekend? Yep, back on Friday, back on Saturday. Scored his first goal of the season on Saturday with uh, a power play one-timer from just above the right dot. So he's, uh, like you said, uh, you could use three defense or you could just throw Gage Quinney out there. But uh, <laughs> good, good weekend for him. Uh, and he's, he's right back in the mix. Uh, was it emotional for Manny on the weekend? You know, I think I think it was. Manny's just so happy and jovial all the time mm-hmm. uh, that that's one of the interesting things is he's you know worked his way back. Is that you know he just has a smile on his face and it you know you, you want to be supportive and, and helpful in any way you can for for someone that's going through what he's going through and but but when you see him smile and he's bouncing up the stairs and you're like you know it makes you it makes you want to talk hockey with him because that's why he's here, you know? So yeah, I think it was certainly you know, emotional to be back and back with the group. He said uh, on the air at the end of last week that, you know, he considers the team an extension of his family. So just as much as this has been a challenge for his family, it's, it's a challenge for the group as a whole too. And it's good that everyone gets to, to be together again and, and uh, restore that, that normalcy. So I, I think emotional for sure, but on top of it, he's, he's back where he belongs and, and where, uh, you know, I think where he feels uh, a sense of, of calm and a, and a sense of purpose, and, and obviously the, the team uh, needed him back. So I, I think it was a, a very good weekend. Uh, as he's mentioned, there's, there's more work for him to do with the, his diagnosis, but uh, from what he told us, you know, he's gotten some very good news from his doctors in recent days. Uh, and I think being back around the bench just puts everything in perspective. It, it gave uh, you know, a lot of happiness to a lot of people. Uh, and, and to Manny as well, who's, who's doing what he's meant to be doing. On the road in his battle against prostate cancer, Manny Beavers, head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, as we chat with the voice of the HSK, Brian McCormick, on the VGK Insider Show. You know, Brian, you, another guy returning from injury, Zach Hayes, was was able to play over the weekend for the Henderson Silver Knights. Just your your assessment of, of his first games back this season for Henderson. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was good. You know, I... I think for any player, when you've been out for a little bit and you get back to gain action, it's, you know, it takes a little time. And, and frankly, Bakersfield's a tough team to come back against, too. It's just such a veteran team. And we talked a little bit about this last year, too. It's pretty much the same team. A couple of changes there always are, but there's 17 guys back for Bakersfield from last year, so it's pretty similar. And last year, all the young players would talk about, you know, they just don't make mistakes. 
they don't hurt themselves. If you're going to move the puck out of the zone, it's going to be because you made a tape-to-tape pass and, and you know, you, you executed. It's not going to be because they blew an assignment. So it's hard to judge any young player, even a second-year player, coming back uh, against a roster like that, per se. I thought Zach was good. It's also a very – for all the strains on the roster, it's not a strain on the back end. I mean, the, the Silver Knights have, I think, pretty much – eight defensemen that they can use with because, you know, Daniil Miramanov came back into the mix too. So for that reason, playing seven defensemen on Friday morning, the 11 a.m. game, uh, and then six defensemen on Saturday, but Peter Delibatory playing forward and available to bounce back if needed, they didn't have to put Zach Hayes out there every two shifts. They didn't need him to be the key go-to lockdown guy like they probably will in a couple of weeks. So I think they were able to, to ease him in. He played well, made no mistakes. He was steady and dependable. Um, but I'm going to be very interested to see how Zach Hayes is when he really has his, you know, his feet wet again, acclimated, feeling comfortable, feeling 100%, not even just health-wise, but in-game conditioning and, uh, you know, when he's completely back to normal and has some minutes under his belt because I thought he was absolutely dominant when we got to see him in the rookie tournament this year. I thought he looked great in uh, VGK preseason when he had that opportunity. So uh, point is, Hayes looked great. Hayes looked fine but I'm interested to see what he looks like when he's got uh, ownership of his game rather than just working his way back into regular game action. What's your week like? <sighs> My week? Well, Ontario plays here on Wednesday, so yeah. we'll get our first look at the rain, um, which last year's Ontario rain was pretty much the uh, the entire L.A. Kings youth movement in a bubble. <laughs> Kaliev, Byfield, Turcotte, they, they, Kapari, they were all in Ontario, and now they're all up. So we'll see uh, what the Ontario rain uh, looked like for our first spin uh, against them, and then the Tucson Roadrunners on Friday and Saturday to wrap up the homestand. This is, this is the longest homestand that the Silver Knights have until their last five games of the season, which will all be a dollar loan center. So uh, we talked to Manny Beavers about that a bit today, just the importance of uh, the three games remaining on this five-game homestand, you want to make the most of it and get as many points as you can. Uh, and so far, they're two for four. Well, I can't wait for that answer uh, describing the uh, three defensemen on the power play, uh, whether it's Jamie Hewitt came up with that or whether it was Manny's idea, uh, Hewitt being a former defenseman. And uh, tell tell Allie McCormick no hard feelings after she released us from the PTO. I'll tell her that, and I'll tell her that you guys demand that she has to do the next hit in the studio. <laughs> yes, that would be. Well, I already got into trouble for inviting somebody in, so it might have to. It might have to be on phone. I don't want to get anybody uh, in hot water again. Fair enough. Allie Debut, or I, I, I still use her last name. Allie McCormick is going to be the next uh, video conference guest on the chirp. Yes, I, I will way. take that for sure. Uh, Brian, have a great week, pal. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There's the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, Brian McCormick, who never fails to deliver the goods. Yeah, he's always fantastic. He's not morose. No, neither am I. <laughs> You've taken that to, to heart. You're going to battle me all day long on that. And and the Maroons, by the way, the Maroons are the two guys on ESPN in the morning, not us. It's all a matter of perspective, Darren. Yeah. I came up with that. They're Maroons. If you want to call me something, come up with your own no, name no. for see, it. See, here's the oh, thing. Here's the man. thing. There's I, a window. I can There's tell a window you. right because, there, Chapman. Yeah, you can. I'm just saying, call me something original. Well, I, no, no, he, he, no, no, no. He, hear me out here. There was a former host who was on this station, and I specifically made a legal ID for this host, 
and it was Bugs Bunny. No. Oh. What a maroon. Really? Guy didn't like it. He was no. Like, no, no, no. I can't. I you can't call me that. Really? Yeah, he did not like it. So I I had to remove the uh, the legal ID and, and I had to tell uh, the two guys on ESPN in the morning on the press box what that meant. They had no idea. You, you, do you think that uh, that Bischoff would have any idea about a Bugs Bunny reference? No, not a clue. I, I could tell you this: Bischoff does a show on Saturday mornings. It's with, funny. It's with, good with Gooch. Yeah, it is a good. Show. And, and the show is really good. So if you're driving around on Saturday mornings, turn on our sister station ESPN. 1100, they come on between 9 and 11, or go see them at the Golden Circle at the TI. But Gooch is, is my age, 42. And the movie references he throws out, and Tyler's like, nope, haven't seen it. Yeah. He's yeah, never seen like there. Major there's League. There with Tyler. He's never seen any movies that Gooch throws out. And I'm like, how old is he? And then he's like, Tyler he's spends like, more time under a rock than a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, that's, that's actually really good. Well done, Darren. Um, no, Tyler does not care about anything pop culture. It's only sports mm. all the time. Well, That's he'll, it. He'll be interested no, in the play of the day. No, he did go see Dune. The, the new movie Dune. He went to go see that. Why? I, I, yeah. I guess his SO wanted to see it. So We've got our oh. play of the day coming up. Is it going to be a save? Is it going to be a VGK goal? Or is it going to be a goal in the shootout? I'm really curious to see where the, all the votes are tabulated. Oh, which side we go with uh, on the VGK Insider Show play of the day. Plus, our number two will include our one-timer segment and our ratings for Friday's victory over the Anaheim Ducks. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. One-timers coming up. Big news out of Manhattan. The New York Rangers signing a contract. I wonder how that makes Morgan Riley feel with the Toronto Maple Leafs. One guy got paid. The other guy took a hometown discount. uh, And it was the guy on Fifth Avenue that uh, is getting paid. Uh, We'll get into that. uh, Plus a demotion for a star of the Montreal Canadiens. But right now it's our play of the day. And Chapman, what did we end up going with? Well, we went with the winner. Of the game on Friday night. So the shootout winner. Yes. Well, it was the winner. Yes. Okay. Why are you laughing, Wallace? What? Just say what say what it is, Chapman. Well, well it's, <laughs> it's the Dodonov. We went with the winner. Like, there's no suspense here. Okay. Just tell well, us what the right. play is. Well, it's it's the, the Dodonov goal in the shootout. By the way. Hold his... on. Hold on. You just said we went with the winner, so you didn't have to say Dodonov, didn't you? No, I, 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 I had no problem saying Dodonov. That's which, got, but, uh, but so Dodonov, that oh was God, his first career goal in a shootout. Hmm. You know, he scored the last goal in the last three, three games. games. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's uh, Evgeny Dodonov who scores the shootout winner for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's our play of the day. It's called by Dan Duva. The lefty starts left. Top of the left circle to the middle. He scores! Off Gibson's right arm and into the goal. Vegas wins. To Dunoff, the overtime hero on Wednesday. The shootout hero on Nevada Day. The final score, Knights 5, Ducks 4. I'm just glad they used the home team call on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the Ducks call would not have been very uh, 
I uh, should find it. I yeah, okay, and compare the two of them? <laughs> oh, well, sure, night and day. <laughs> that would be awesome. There's your play of the day in the VGK Insider Show. Coming up next, hour number two, rating the Friday night victory. That'll be impressive and interesting. Uh, how do you go about uh, trying to dissect what happened at T-Mobile Arena? We'll look ahead to the four-game road trip and one-timers with news and notes from around the National Hockey League and a stunning demotion with the Montreal Canadiens. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.